So this evening I'd like to to share with you some uh, reflections and teachings around the theme of patience. Why am I smiling? (laughs) Um, I guess, yeah, I uh, feel like it's often a, a quality that we need, right? So in our practice on retreat and in our life and so I've been reflecting on it this week as I often find I'm really wondering again what is this actually what is patience so I invite you to the degree that you have interest though it feels helpful you know just the period of this hour or so together you can just practice being patient (laughs) with however you are however it is Right. Um, so no need to pick up on ideas and you know kind of get to work on them unless it feels helpful. Um, I think often there's this sense of you know quality like patience. Maybe we all have um, ideas. We've heard it in the teachings, or you know we hear it in the airport. Thank you for your patience. So, no, we hear it, we've, we've grown up with it, maybe we're being told to be patient, we're, we're, we're what it really means to sit there and shut up. Or, you know, there's baggage, various kinds maybe with all these ideas. And so to really, to kind of really connect with maybe any of the great wholesome qualities, you know, it takes some patience, <laughs> An exploration and kind of what what is this and and what is its importance you know what what does that bring and maybe those kind of reflections may be part of of this that we can just just for this time maybe highlight that for ourselves and with a sense of you know how do I recognize this how do I recognize its presence and activity in myself in others um, and as also I think often I feel with a lot of the wholesome qualities that they are more present in our life and our practice than we often think. I mean, how patient do you have to be to be here? I say very, actually. Not that we're quantifying or measuring anything. Um, but, you know, it's. I was thinking that maybe... Like a lot of us have that sense of, well, yeah, I could be more patient or we really won't notice our impatience and, oh dear, you know. And we don't really fully acknowledge, you know, what has been cultivated, what is present, what does come forth. And I think that's really interesting to kind of have a sense of recognizing, acknowledging, and with all the wholesome qualities, I think a similar a similar kind of contemplation is, is worth doing. It's, it's in a way part of that recommendation of the Buddha to contemplate our sila, you know, our, our, good, our good deeds and our, the goodness of our heart. Um, yeah, and I think just how much patience is actually, you know, being kind of, um, it's, it's, it's active uh, without us realizing it. So... Yeah, maybe just helpful to acknowledge that. And 
you know, maybe again, like with a lot of the wholesome qualities, we have these sort of idealized images, you know, it's like the kind of supreme, you know, perfected patience and, you know, some kind of very idealized, idealistic image of, of that. Whereas what I always feel is, like where I come to it, it's so pragmatic. It's like, okay, here we are. Okay. Oh. Mm, you know, what's what's needed and a sense of patience or kindness or, okay, you know, perseverance or whatever it is that we, we, we can sense is, is kind of helpful to connect with. But I feel like often there's a, there's like um, the obstacles, the obscura- obscurations of some kind, you know, the traditional hindrances or the sense of even to get to the parami, to the, to the wholesome quality. Sometimes you have to sort of, you know, kind of wade your way through something or, you know, like you're fighting your way through some, you know, un- undergrowth trying to, you know, get to the patient. So I know it's over there somewhere, you know. Um, and, that, you know, what, it, what, it, what is it for us that actually can, can really get in the way. So I don't want to go too much into that this evening, but I think it's really interesting, maybe a bit different. Like I think for me, often fear can show up as a hindrance to pretty much anything. <laughs> and there's somehow, oh, I can't be patient with this because, you know, I've, I, I, you've got to be, you know, ready for the next disaster to happen. And if I'm too patient, you know, or I shouldn't be patient, there's too much to do, you know, not enough time to do it in, right? So you know, <laughs> knowing your own patterns of these slightly different tendencies will sort of, you know, kind of, well, I don't know, it doesn't feel quite right to be patient. And then that brings up some of those ideas about, you know, it's, I was writing some of them down. It, it, it can be like uh, the, 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 you could say, the near enemy, like the kind of a quality or experience that can sort of masquerade as patience. Like, um, oh well, oh well, what can you do? <sighs> yeah. Oh well, right. What is that? Resignation, just kind of give, giving up in a, but not out of wisdom but just I don't know what that is exactly whether aversion kind of something putting up with (laughs) putting up with well you know being patient until it goes away I'll be patient or I'll be patient for that long you know I'll be patient for half an hour and then so there's that you know these different maybe helpful so you, you, you know you need to be patient but you're sort of sitting there gritting your teeth, you know, hoping that something will go away. It's like, well, that's not quite it. Okay, well, let's loosen up a bit there and see what else might might I feel into here. Sort of, if I soften that that time sense or that um, that pressure or that, you know, yeah, um, others other senses. So, um, Ajahn Suchito, I will be quoting to you quite a bit during this talk. I think, hope you can be patient with that. <laughs> and if not, well, anyway. Um, so, one thing he, he wrote in this book, which we have in the library on the paramis, some of you may know it, Ways to Cross Life's Floods. 
So all of the ten paramis, including patients in there, lots of helpful reflections. So one thing he wrote was, 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 patience is not meant to make you a doormat, but to act as a firebreak on immediate impulses that are not for our welfare. Then discernment can know what to bear with and when to act in a clear, responsible way. We'll just break that down a little bit. I find that so helpful. So, yeah, not, not making yourself a doormat, you know, a kind of victim of circumstance or of what's happening, but a firebreak on the, the immediate impulses, you know, that maybe we know are understandable and, you know, kind of, they happen, but they're not for our welfare. And the patients... It, it kind of creates this space or this pause, this kind of, wait a minute, you know, refrain, pause, wait, like, kind of, uh, so there's that sense of part of it being patience with that push, that pressure of, okay, come on, you know, come on, do this, say that, um, you know, believe this about yourself or about this push. Like, it's, sort of, it's sort of, it kind of just sort of, make space so that the discernment, wisdom can, can come in and say, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe let's just wait a bit, see what, what's, what's needed, what's necessary, what's helpful response. Mm. And maybe we could all, you know, think of many different situations in our life or, you know, these sort of micro-dramas that happen on retreat, you know, where there's a storm that goes on or a difficulty in our life, in our relationships, in our family that goes on and on and, you know, different... But the same kind of, the same kind of challenge of, of how, to, how to meet that in a, in a skillful way, in a way where... We're able to somewhat contain or mm, hold the yeah the the reactivities, the fears, the you know the impulsivity, and this is this is uh, described by the Buddha um, as floods, which is why the yeah the title of the book. So these qualities like patience, like. They they help us to uh, cross the flood, the flood of yeah, wanting, not wanting, all these different um, impulses and beliefs and so on that um, are often triggered by various kinds of, of uh, the challenge we meet in life and how... Um, yeah, maybe patience we can see is, is one way that one of the qualities that enables us to cross the flood. So this is from the Buddha. How, Lord, did you cross the flood? Without tarrying, friend, 
and without struggling did I cross the flood. But how could you do so, O Lord? When tarrying, friend, I sank, and when struggling I was swept away. So, friend, it is by not tarrying and not struggling that I have crossed the flood. So I don't know what you get from that, but one of the things that strikes me um, is that there's a space, right? Well, it's sort of, okay, not tarrying and not struggling. So what are you doing then? (laughs) And one of the things I would say is being patient. So um, just going a little kind of further with this theme of the way uh, the forces, the difficult energies or the forces in the mind that, that, that make it hard for us to find ease or kind of stability or clarity... So there's a story I want to share. I hope this I think is relevant to this. It's a different image. So you have floods. This one's about waves. So I'll try and remember as accurately as I can this story from teachings of Pema Chodron uh, about a time when she went for an interview with her teacher, uh, Trungpa Rinpoche, and went in and, and, and talked with him and all the time was just talking about oh, this terribly difficult time in her life and this was happening and that was happening and she felt this and she felt that and she didn't know what to do and she just spent the whole interview just this torrent as another water image <laughs> a torrent of, you know and um, so the story is like, you know, he listens and then it's, the time has come to an end and so he's walking her to the door <laughs> and says, well, yes, mm, yeah, that's, this is paraphrasing, um, yes, that's like when you're walking, you're, you're wading into the, into the sea, into the ocean, and the waves are coming, and they break over you, and sometimes you, it knocks you over, and you're down, and you get sand in your mouth, and your nose, and and you manage to get yourself up again, and then you keep going, and another wave knocks you over, and you're down again, but you manage to get up, and you, you keep wading, and then eventually, he said, the waves appear to get smaller. Huh? I, 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 really, I really love that story, and today I was... I was just thinking of how if you've ever swum in the sea, I don't know if this is a valid extension of this metaphor, but now if you keep going and you're getting away from the beach, the waves stop breaking, right? And you're out in deeper water, and what you get is your buoyancy comes into play because your feet are not on the ground anymore. And instead of waves breaking over you, you're in swell. You're in swell and you're kind of 
And I thought, oh, that, that's somehow meaningful to me, maybe not to you, but that sense of that where the patience and the steadiness and the kind of getting up and trying again, it's like almost like maybe Dharma is like buoyancy. And we have this natural buoyancy and this sense of being able to kind of, and then, you know, somehow that transition, the sea meets the land, it's like us somehow... Anyway, I'll leave that for you to ponder or just let go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, also images, I think, for some of us are so helpful, this feeling of how we can feel pushed like winds. And the, this is simile the Buddha uses, you know, for being pushed and pulled and sort of... You know, I guess that's another winds coming from different directions, sort of pushing you. And the way I was talking to someone it was this morning about feeling like certain sort of thoughts come from over here, and kind of, you know, like, <laughs> you know, kind of. But really helpful to know. There's a maybe directional sort of sense that is really helpful in practice to kind of. So, so knowing that, what's a kind of what, you know, helpful, helpful information maybe in terms of how to, like I immediately got really interested in my left foot, you know, <laughs> kind of a sort of, that's up there on the right, and so I'm like, okay, well, what's, how, how do we balance? Um, yeah, going back to the wave image, another thing I found from my own time in the sea, which I, I think has some some metaphorical value, is... I, I found that I would get knocked over a lot less if I went sideways. Which is which is interesting because I could I could see the from that side the waves coming and then I could kind of see where I was going, if you like, that way. So there's a sense of being able to find more balance and kind of maybe that sort of wide stance. Um so that you're not just, you know, focused on the wave, right? Maybe that's part of what it's like. We're so focused on the energy and what we're struggling with that we kind of lose a sense of the wider picture and actually where we're going, which, you know, is very close by. <laughs> if you just turn, you can see it. It's right there. It's only a few steps over there. So anyway. So one other set of images before we go back more specifically to patients but it's another story I love I think I found in a a book um, one of Sharon Salzberg's books and it's a story about um, a girl and a nightmare and I just think it's another you know sometimes I feel like I get this sense of the the floods or these these energies, these forces that kind of feel so um, compelling and push us around can have a sort of figurative or, you know, personification sort of quality, which, as you know, uh, you have Mara, this figure of Mara in the, in the early text, this character who comes and kind of tries to trick the Buddha in various ways. Anyway, in this dream we have... Um, we have a uh, kind of a monster. So the girl, young girl, is talking to her friend one day about this 
nightmare nightmare she keeps having and there are these monsters and and the friend says what do they look like and the girl says oh I don't know so she's really interested so the story goes she you know next night she's right when when the, the nightmare comes um, she determines she wants to kind of look at, see, you know, look at them. Like, what do they look like? So anyway, so the nightmare happens, and if she manages, as, you know, maybe you can sometimes in a dream, and she turns, and instead of running away from them, maybe there's several monsters. I'll have to go back and look. It might be one or several. Maybe you know the story. And instead of running away from them, she stops, turns around, and looks. And as she stops and looks, they stop. And they stare kind of in front of her and they jump up and down like that. And she's watching her. And then she keeps watching, she keeps watching. And then they kind of become, what do you say, two-dimensional. You know, just like flat, kind of like paper things. And then she keeps, keeps looking and they disappear. It's kind of a happy ending, like she never gets the nightmare again. But... Yeah, just, I mean, that to me is, there's not just patience, is there? There's real courage, there's, there's kind of curiosity, there's, yeah, this turning to just, okay, what is this? And to look directly. And maybe that's the, 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 the strength side of, of patience. And I, I was talking with Mark a little bit about, about this patience theme and, we both thought that it, it's this has a lot of overlap with equanimity, doesn't it? Like I'm realizing a lot of what I'm saying could be said about equanimity. So maybe it's one of those areas where it's somewhat the same, somewhat different. Yeah. So this sense of patience, I picked out kind of four kind of particular qualities I, th- I think often is, is there and maybe all of them need to be present really for it to be wise patience, the kind that the Buddha is talking about and the first is this quality of enduring you know, patient endurance kind of this capacity to tolerate to bear, to bear with what, what's happening yeah, uh, quality of bearing, bearing with. So, to read you. So, the Buddha, patient endurance is the supreme austerity for overcoming that which obstructs. And maybe you know this, but I was reading in Ajahn Suchito's book that the the austerity the word um, tapas in Pali which I think was um, connected with uh, sort of ascetic, physical ascetic practice um, which he was not a big fan of and so he kind of took that idea and said if you, you know if you want to kind of do that kind of strong practice be patient practice patience that's a supreme tapas, a supreme effort or, um, you know, crucible for overcoming that which obstructs. Mm. 
Also from um, Ajahn Lee, the important factors for anyone practicing to gain release from all suffering and stress are perseverance and endurance. For every kind of goodness has to have obstacles blocking the way. find that a very interesting statement like for every kind of goodness has to have obstacles blocking the way that there's something about you know we want we want the way to be easy and it isn't often so what are the the benefits of having having obstacles it's nice when they're not there but they they offer they offer something, right? It's, I sometimes think that something like patience, but maybe some of the other wholesome qualities as well. Like you only really connect with them, cultivate them, practice with them when you've tried everything else and <laughs> it hasn't worked. You know all the, the strategies and the. You know, we'll go and do this and go and do that and read that and, you know, go to that country and go to that retreat center and try this technique and, okay, none of it works. <laughs> How about just being patient? Well, that can't be right. That's too, that sounds a bit dumb, a bit simple. Or, or just that sense of, when I was practicing with this a few days ago, I kind of had this sense of, you know, when you're confronted with dukkha, part of what, maybe a big part of what makes it so difficult is all the reactivity that's in it. This shouldn't be happening, and I don't want this to be happening, and it's been happening all my life, and I can't stand it anymore, and yeah. <laughs> and then really tuning into this teaching, and okay let's do this let's go for this let's sit there you know get your feet on the ground let's get you know everything really gather your intention and just let's be really patient sense of yeah and uh, it helped (laughs) it helped obviously yeah but maybe not so obviously beforehand so I think this is very interesting that the sense of the obstacle and the right, you know, and you kind of maybe that's part of what propels you and gives you that samega, that sort of chanda, wise desire. So another another factor that is that sense of it being kind, because I think that's what saves it from being, you know, that kind of oh well, what can you do? You know, never mind, give up, it's not worth it, something like that. Whereas if the patience that's connected or rooted in love is, um, it just, it comes so much more easily. I was thinking about this while I was preparing the talk and I was remembering I used to teach school. I used to teach, you know, kids, children and young people. And I think about how that particular situation really I think called forth a lot of patience 
because I loved them so much. And I so, I almost so desperately wanted to, you know, help them and support them. And I feel I could, I was remembering some different just situations, both, you know, troubled young people and my own trouble with teaching and all that. And, and just how much um, that sense of really caring, like really loving them, that, that, that I think... So to me, that's one of, I don't know, it's part of patience or it's a condition for the arising of patience. And I was also thinking about in relation to my beloved foster mum who, who died quite a long time ago. And I used to go and visit her as much as I could and I, towards the end of her life, I, I pushed her around in a wheelchair around the town because she couldn't walk anymore. And I had this feeling with her that, that I could just, you know, I would just do anything. Uh, I, I did it willingly, and I, I remember kind of, um, you know, some moments with her where I lost patience and how horrible that felt. <laughs> and, but yeah, a lot of the time, just um, a sense of how that, yeah, supported the patience because there was a lot that made it difficult. So anyway, just, just that seems to me, so you have the enduring sort of bearing with aspect, you have the loving aspect, and there's this wonderful, maybe you've heard this, patience described as the art of caring slowly. Isn't that wonderful? I just, so there's something there about, can we bring that to ourselves as well as to others? It's, it's, it's kind of a... So there's the caring and then there's this time sense, which to me is another really key aspect of patience, is that it's, I think in its purest sort of form, or I don't know how, however you put that, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't mind about time. It's not interested. It doesn't have anything to do with time. It's kind of timeless. It's like the time boundary just is kind of softened or loosened or let go, or that sense of just slowing down, you know, kind of um, the, the speediness of everything, uh, the speediness of the mind. So that, yeah, maybe something to, to experiment a little bit with or just maybe in, a, in certain relationships or situations in our life, you know, especially when there's a lot of difficulty, it's, you know, some of the pressure that comes through is, like, I want to make it better or get it sorted out or get away from it or, you know, these kinds of things. Like, what would it be to care slowly? And you sort of, I don't know. So maybe that's, again, a helpful, a helpful reflection. And then the, the the fourth sort of aspect that I wanted to bring up is the the rooted in wisdom aspect of patience, which probably that's in common with you know many, if not all, of the the paramis and the other wholesome qualities. So uh, I'll read you another teaching. This is from somewhere in the later traditions, or commentarial traditions. Oh, sorry, don't have exact reference here. 
So patience has the characteristic of acceptance. So we've touched on that, this sort of loving aspect, accepting, accepting, embracing aspect. Its function is to endure the desirable and the undesirable. I think this is a very interesting kind of enduring the desirable. You know, that's so interesting. Be careful what you ask for. (laughs) It's so wonderful you can't stand it, you know, or you're so happy but you know perfectly well it's not going to last forever. (laughs) So bearing with, its function is to endure the desirable. Maybe also that, to me, also is like this sort of enduring that sense of the this constant sort of flux of it's nice, it's horrible, it's good, it's boring, it's great, it's wonderful, it's terrible, I can't bear it anymore, oh it's great, This I want to, yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> so the enduring, the part of that is enduring the pleasant rather than being dragged off in it, right, carried away in the flood of, of pleasure and happiness. And then thwack, you know, run into a rock, like, oops, didn't see that coming. Its manifestation is tolerance and non-opposition. And its proximate cause is seeing things as they really are. Hmm. So... um, Oh gosh, I'm not getting through. So, just maybe a little bit more. It's come up with a a few people today and yesterday in the one-to-ones. This sense of mm, something's maybe difficult, maybe want to have some patience with it. Get interested. What's happening here? What's happening right now? What is actually happening right now? Right, so again, patience like giving some space for that investigation. And that sort of deconstructing of, oh, this kind of tension in this part of the body, um, you know, thoughts doing this sort of thing and body, yeah, different maybe emotion, emotional tones, seeing what's relating to what, what's, you know, I think that and then I feel really angry and then I, you know, the body tightens up and you're beginning to kind of deconstruct and and understand and that to me that the minute you're doing that, you're being patient. It's almost like the even doing the investigation at all is kind of an act of patience. It's, it's, a, it's, a, way, it's a way it can, it can uh, yeah, express itself. So yeah, being steady, holding still, grounded, you know, like I was saying, taking your seat, taking your seat of patience, equanimity, kindness yeah and and maybe some things that's all it really needs
And then that sense of kind of widening and just finding a little bit more willingness to kind of be with what's happening. And so, yeah, um, another thing that kind of came to mind last night was um, a lot of what we've been talking about so far is patience with the production of dhammas, patience with experience. So we can also practice patience with the non-production of dhammas. (laughs) They also do not happen. (laughs) So what this points to, to me this felt like a really beautiful kind of part of the, I don't know, kind of part of all of this is that patience, it's also patience with the non-arising, with the absence of, with the quietening, with the stilling, you know, to a little bit or a lot. And that actually that's just as important as the patience with the production of dhammas. Right? So this patience with quietness, like acquiring the taste for less happening in a moment like, and then maybe it can extend a little, or we're just more available for that. We can stay with that a little longer, right? Because we're so generally, aren't we, kind of focused on what's happening and what to do with it, and there's that, and then, so what are we going to do next? <laughs> and just to to really have that sense of, of, of practicing being patient with, yeah, the quiet, the non-arising, the absences, and get, yeah, I guess more, we could say, comfortable with not much happening. Oh. Patience with the non-production of dhammas. So I'll 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 close these reflections um, by sharing a quote which is kind of about equanimity, but I think it's also touches on some of the aspects of of patience as well. And it's from uh, a teacher, Tibetan teacher, Dilgo Kyentse Rinpoche. Maintain the state of simplicity. If you encounter happiness, prosperity or other favorable circumstances, consider them as dreams, illusions, and do not get attached to them. If you are stricken by illness, deprivation, or other physical or mental trials, 
Do not let yourself be discouraged, but rekindle your compassion and generate the wish that through your suffering, the suffering of others may be exhausted. Whatever the circumstance, do not plunge into elation or misery, but stay free and comfortable in the unshakable heart of equanimity. So may, may we learn to be patient with yeah, that which arises and passes. May we be patient with the, the ceasing, the ending, the fading of experience. And may we come to know the great silence and freedom of heart and the ending of suffering and stress. So thank you for your kind attention and uh, let's finish our time together by chanting the reflections on the sharing of blessings. <laughs>